Welcome to the Common Sense uh, Mental Health Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Timothy Crumley, and with my co-host here, uh, Emma Cranston. And uh, we are going to be talking about COVID uh, and the next stages of COVID uh, as we navigate the summer of 2021. Uh, Carlos Merced is not joining us today, um, and I will share a little bit more about that. Um, But first, uh, here's a little bit more about our group. So Common Sense Mental Health is a it's it's basically the overhead for a group of private providers, uh, licensed mental health counselors, social workers, uh, and we operate within our own practices and we provide uh, teletherapy throughout New York State. We also provide in-person therapy as well within the capital region and all of our providers are competent in teletherapy. Uh, we specialize in video, phone, as well as text-based services and some of our providers have their own practice that work with Common Sense and in those practices they may be overseeing uh, interns or um, sort of pre-licensed providers who are under limited permits. Uh, or something along those lines. Uh, but that is Common Sense Mental Health in a nutshell. Um, any questions, you're always welcome to reach out and ask, and we will be happy to answer. All right, so we'll get started. Uh, so first off, yeah, there is somebody missing from our conversation uh, this afternoon. And uh, so I'll, I'll share that real quick so just people know. Um, so Carlos, um, I think, indefinitely is not going to be on the show itself. He's going to continue producing our podcast. Um, and just to be, I think, totally honest and transparent, I think just for him, he just prefers not to be uh, on a, a talk show, on a on a public talk show, public podcast. Um, and he's just more comfortable not being on and uh that's not at all an issue and uh yeah my full support um you know we're all and actually just to kind of note that that um all three of us are involved in this definitely voluntarily you know we're not paid mm-hmm. to be doing this we're not you know and um you know we're taking our time to do it so uh i think you know that it needs to be something that's fulfilling and enjoyable um so, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we'll continue just you and I, Emma, at this point. Um, and, and I know we were talking about this before too, but Carlos may pop on for like certain topics or certain things, but, um, in general, he'll just be producing at this point on the back end, which is very much where he prefers to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so just to jump in, uh, I know it's been several weeks since our last podcast, but we are trying to get back into a groove and I we're slowly doing it. Um, mm-hmm. It almost feels like season two of the podcast. Like it's the new chapter. It does feel that that. way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Probably partly because like you've moved and things like, like a lot has changed, I think since the last time we recorded. So it just feels like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It almost feels like we're restarting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we have, we've moved. Um, uh, Carlos and I have moved and yeah, it is. It's like a, it's like a new chapter or a new a new season um which is fitting because we are entering a new season of this pandemic um which Mm -hmm. we are going to focus on today um i know we focus on the pandemic in several other episodes but this is presenting once again its own new challenges and and i think things for our clients and um i think for us as providers so um but yeah uh it definitely would be a new season and uh we'll continue to get more consistent one other note i have kind of off of that actually uh and again people may notice a difference in quality as we shift around here uh uh, we have actually ditched some of the new equipment and software that we were starting to use, which was um, unfortunately nothing against software, but just I think the way that 
we record here, it just it, something wasn't working. And mm-hmm. um, Carlos put hours and hours and hours into trying to produce episodes that I know we talked about this last time, but never got produced. And so we're just saying, all right, you know what, we're going to just drop that for right now, go back to the way that we were doing it while I'm quite literally using, you know, laptops and phones. And um, so you might hear a difference in quality of my voice as well as Emma's. Um, Emma's joining, obviously, me virtually. I'm recording on this end. Um, So people may notice that, but that's why. Uh, And hopefully it comes through clear enough. I think it will. Um, I mean, my marker is like, if it actually gets released, we're already a step above. Like, I know. Yeah. Such bad luck for a few episodes now that it's like, yeah, cool. I sound like a robot. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. If we can get it out and it's coherent, then we've succeeded. And um, again, it seems very fitting with COVID, right? Like, I feel like that it becomes a theme in therapy, at least with a lot of my clients of like, Okay, did you, you know, you did X, Y, and Z, you put your effort in, you tried, like, mm-hmm. you know, this was the outcome. How do we find acceptance in that? Like, absolutely. You know, we're doing our best here. And, you yep. know, you're not going to be at the same level with certain things as you, know, you might like to be ideally. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that, Emma, in terms of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, so we'll dive in to Delta. <laughs> Let's get moving on. Delta variant. Yeah. So, well, do you, anything you want to jump in first? I I mean, I have thoughts, but anything you want to start us off with, Emma? Um, Nothing too significant. I I feel like in this last week, though, um, and this is just the theme in, in my caseload. I don't mean this to be like too broad of a statement, but it just seems like for my caseload, something about transitioning into the month of August is making people start preparing a bit more, of course, for like back to school. I have a good amount of like teachers, parents, students, Mm. um, and just the spike in some of those depressive episodes Mm. kind of tied to, oh my God, I thought it was going to be so much better by this school year. And in many ways it's not. Um, so I feel like just I don't know. It's almost like there's a bubble of depression coming out of this right now. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I I would very much agree with that. Um, yeah, clients I'm working with. It was actually funny. So I now going back, um, maybe it was it was right after I moved. So maybe like a week and a half ago, mm-hmm. um, uh, I was working with a client and the client brought up Delta and brought up the variant. And up until that point, I mean, i been watching the news and I've seen the developments around it and, you know, have my own opinions around things we should be doing to protect against it. And, you know, we're definitely not out of the woods and all that, but yeah. I, I don't know, like it, it hadn't, I still, I, I don't think it's still quite hit. Like, I think I've been in my own little denial about it, even though I'm acting as though I'm not. And this client brought up, it's like, actually, I want to talk about the, the Delta variant and talk about COVID. I was kind of taken aback, like, and I'll be honest, it was this moment of like, oh shit. Like, yeah. and, and not towards my client at all, but just like, oh my, like we need to talk, we do need it's to talk about thing, this. Yeah. Like, like we, it is a thing and we do need to, talk, like, and absolutely. And it was like, of course they're bringing it up. And, and then it kind of, and it just ended up happening. It dawned on me that other clients are probably going to bring this up. And sure enough, it's becoming more of a theme again, yeah. as it should, because it, it is a thing, but it was just like this kind of realization of like, oh my God, like we not only are so very much in this, but going into this fall and winter. And like you mentioned with the school year, um, mm-hmm. This is gonna, yeah. This is this is gonna be uh, front and center. Um, very present again. Very yeah. present. Yes, yes. I, can, I mean, just on a personal level, because I, I get that. Um, 
almost personal denial of it. Cause I feel like in many ways, my behaviors haven't changed too, too much. Mm -hmm. Like Rob and I are still quite careful. Of course we are vaccinated, but we have been like seeing family again, um, safely again. We're not going wild, um, but you know, going out and doing some things here and there or going into a store because I wanted new dish towels, even though I didn't need new dish towels mm. and I was allowed to do that because I hadn't done it in a year and a half. Right. Uh, and I feel like my awareness of the, again, not that I have been unaware of the Delta variant, but it, it just felt a little bit um, separated from me. And it's interesting because I feel like I had just kind of started to like actually lean in a little bit more to my own processing of like COVID of early 2020. Yeah. Like, yes. Because I feel like as yes. a professional who's navigating it with their clients, yes, I would have my own reactions. There were plenty of times in a session where it would kind of, yeah, there'd be the amount of disclosure of like, yeah, I'm struggling with the changes too. Like a lot of us mm. thought like this is a very normalizing experience. But I think I was kind of trying to maintain some of that separation. There was just so much horror yeah. happening early on in COVID. Mm -hmm. And there was just like this moment where I was watching a show and it was like some stupid medical drama. I don't even know if I liked it. But then they had like their COVID episode and I <laughs> sobbed for 45 minutes straight. And it was mm. like, I haven't really cried all that much. Crying is one of my most favorite activities to process things, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and I really hadn't cried all that much about just like the initial COVID-19 wave. And I was like totally intellectualizing as I'm sobbing. I'm just like, oh, here I am. This is why it was a collective trauma. And I am currently engaging in some processing of this. This is a cathartic release that's happening. <laughs> yeah. doing so. uh, oh but like just, you know, three-ish weeks ago, I was finally doing some of that processing. Mm. Now it's like, oh my God, now we got to do Delta. Like, right. Yes. I'm exhausted, which mm. is a very, like very clearly I have not lost people. I feel like mm. that's obvious by the frustration of, ugh, now I have to talk about Delta. Mm. So I, I will recognize that that's, you know, my reaction is quite different than many people's, but it is like, there's just this exhaustion going into it. Mm. Whereas I feel like going into the initial wave of COVID was much more like, you know, you're rallying and you're, it felt like you were going into a fight. Like, no, we are showing up. We are supporting our clients. We are creating a space. We are filling some needs. Yeah. And now it's like just the exhaustion associated with it, I think it has just been hitting me a bit more, which obviously will not be the case for everybody. Mm, absolutely. No, I, yeah, that's, it all makes sense. And I hear you in terms of the processing of it, because I know very similar for me. And as you're saying that, I'm like, have I actually like, have I cried? Have I like actually like let out? And if I, if I did, I'm not recalling it right now. And again, like you mentioned there, you know, being privileged around that, um, even right. just right being exhausted or tired of talking about it, this privilege, right? Like that's yeah. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And I know, um, yeah, even seeing it like portrayed like on TV, um, I know, and it, I, I'm not going to hide it. I am a big fan of, of uh, Grey's Anatomy. Mm -hmm. And they they did that. I think they had at least, they've had a, a few episodes. Or there was, a, I think, last season, they very mm -hmm. much centered on COVID happening. Um, and then I know, like, New Amsterdam, which is another medical drama, did a very yeah. similar thing. So, like, they've been kind of embracing it and, and talking about it. Um, but I think in our media and within our culture, you know, yeah, we're, we've been processing it to a degree and probably some of us have been more in touch with that than others. And again, privilege yeah. and other layers come into play. Um, but yeah, I think that 
that all said, I think one way that we have been dealing with it, and like I said earlier, I think as much as I consciously would challenge this, I was still very much in this boat, again, with the privilege of, oh, well, we're on our way out of it. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is I mean, it's basically over at this point. Well, no, actually, you know, it's your choice if you want COVID because you can get a vaccine mm-hmm. like and I'm not that's not way more complicated than that. That's not my view. But I think that there was this like unsaid bias or biases and yeah. probably still to some to some extent at play where it, you know, it was really much feeling like, yep, we're out of the woods. You know, like I for a period of time, I, I was so I'll back up a little bit. So when the CDC changed their mask mandate. Um, and for vaccinated people, I initially kept wearing one and then yeah. it slowly started to slide off, like in terms like not like literally, but just like I <laughs> just I would, you know, be walking into a place. I'd leave, I would realize it at the door and be like, well, wait a minute, you know what? You're vaccinated. Yeah, wear it in general, but you can go in real quick and get this thing. It's, you know, you're way more protected and you're not you're way less likely to transmit. So like I would, you know, yeah. and there's truth to that. But I became a, a bit more careless with mm-hmm. it because um, it is one more layer delta or not it's one more layer of protection in my opinion right um but yeah and then you know as we've talked talking more about and, and i think really acknowledging the impact that delta is having now i now i wear it um and yeah. i you know and actually I, I ordered um a 95 mask which we didn't even have those the first time we have regular cloth masks um mm-hmm. and now i'll wear one or the other depending on my exposure and how long i'm gonna be in or whatever but um but masks are back into the equation they're happening yeah and for sure and I was ready to just, you know, move away from that and sail Don't off. We're done. <laughs> yeah. And sail off as a back, you know, and then again, logically or consciously telling my clients, we're not out of the woods yet. You know, this is, you know, so I'm, I'm, I was acknowledging it, but like internally, I think I was, I was moving on. And, and I think that for a lot of us, especially those of us who haven't had a whole lot of hardship or haven't been greatly harmed by COVID directly, I think that's a way that we've been collectively coping with it is, well, now we get to ignore it. Now it gets to be another static in the background and it's not going to impact me or it's not very likely to impact me. Yeah. People are still being ravaged by it, but you know, and it's, and we were just kind of ready to start ignoring it. Um, Not a healthy way to cope with it, but I think that that's kind of where a lot of us were going. And tell me. I 100% was. So you felt that way too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a moment of um, just one of my clients saying something about, one of the areas in the capital district and how it's been impacted. And I legitimately had a moment of like, Oh shit, it's in the capital district. Like that was the level of avoidance. You <laughs> right. Like, yeah. That in itself is like, Oh girl, yes. <laughs> girl, you got to get on top of that. Um, by the way, it's in the capital district for anyone who maybe didn't know, uh, which is <laughs> yes. everyone except, uh, everyone who except me. Um, but there was that moment of like, um, which honestly, when I look back, is kind of how I <laughs> handled the initial uh, COVID increase. Like initially, I was yes. like, "Oh yeah, there's like some thing happening not around me." Ah, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. It won't impact me. So it's it's just that head in the sand. Let me like put my nose to the grind. Let me focus on my work. Let me focus on my self care. Like whatever it might be, and not really you know, just keep an eye on the thing that is happening in the world. Yeah. It's important. Um, And I I feel like within my caseload, I have not 95 probably percent of my clients are aware on top of it. I did have somebody recently say something like, well, you know, last year with COVID and, you know, now that that's over and I like 
choked on my water. Uh-huh. I was like, what? Uh-huh. No, no, it's not over. Like, um, which was the thought in my mind. I did mildly choke on my water and then kind of say like, well, you know, some of the things mm. I, I know I wasn't the most aware of is like, hey, I'm going to for a second. Um, but I could see me in that client, that bit of like, no, everything's okay. Yeah. Good. We good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I, I appreciate what you're saying with that, Emma, because, um, I know, and I think I shared this in some previous episodes. I know for me, you know, terminology wise, using um, the phrasing post COVID, I think, I think I did talk about this, but like, you know, so kind of similar to you and your client, like, you know, the phrasing even I think was reflective of this kind of like subconscious bias of like, you know, yep, we're, you know, navigating out of this and it's in the view mirror, right? I can yeah. see it, but it's behind, it's behind us, it's behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, and I think kind of coming to terms with that. So I think that's what's happening, at least again, with some clients I'm working with sounds like for you personally and for, for your clients as well. Um, that's part of kind of what we're coming to terms with is like, no, actually this is not only not in the rear mirror, but this is like very much, uh, could be front and center again. And whether that's going to be, you know, mass casualties and deaths that we're going to continue to see and we're already seeing, um, whether it's right, you know, uh, wars over wearing masks and the quote unquote freedom to not wear one. Um, again, I know we have our reactions too, but, um, you know, or the vaccine, I know, you know, there's been reports that vaccine, um, people engaging in, um, and getting the vaccine has ticked up a little bit, which is a positive thing, but, you know, but people are still struggling with it too. So it's, you know, I, it, it's just going to be so front and center again. And I think people are like, man, I just went through this and Mm -hmm. that was traumatizing enough that time and not knowing, you know, what was going to happen. And again, now we, we still don't know what's going to happen, but we have some idea of how this goes now. So it's, it's like the trauma is a little bit different. I think if that makes sense. Now you get to have a repeated similar trauma. Right. Exactly. With a little more data, but still uncertainty, you know, is it going to be another year, two years, three years? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my sense is a lot of folks have been kind of promising themselves 2021 in a sense. Yes. Yes. Right. Like when we think of last year, like, you know, I'm going to not see my family for Christmas so that I can see them next year for Christmas. And I think that's now adding, it it made sense at the time. Honestly, I think I probably did that for myself a little bit too. So Mm. I'm definitely not shaming anyone who may have done that. Yes. Um, But now it's like, Oh, I promised myself these experiences in 2021 and if maybe I have been doing them just because I'm exhausted of being careful mm. um, or I'm now having to navigate like a secondary level of loss. Yeah. Um, yes. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it makes a ton of sense. And, and then kind of going back to, to that collective piece where it's like, right. It's like a, like another level of loss. And once again, we, are doing that side by side with our clients, right? It's mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I had a session recently actually with a client, um, not the one I mentioned earlier, but someone else. And um, part, like maybe a good first half of our session was just us processing it. Like it was, I mean, granted, my goal there still was to keep the focus on them. I wasn't like, you know, reviewing all my 
you know. <laughs> here's my reaction. <laughs> yeah, here's all my emotional baggage around COVID. No, you know, definitely not. But I mean, being pretty open too. like, oh, man, yeah, no. And it's really frustrating that, you know, these strains are going to keep popping up as long as we don't have herd immunity and as long as people aren't taking the medical precautions that they need to. And oh, man, yeah, like and just kind of like both sharing data around it and just like processing and, and validating his frustrations um, mm-hmm. relating to it and self-disclosing. Yeah, I hold similar frustrations as you and, you know, and yeah. just, you know, yeah. And like, and there's that collective element to it, which is, you know, often not the case in therapy work, but, uh, you know, obviously yeah. with this, it is. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you're both kind of in that, tr- in that trauma and in that grief together. Um, Absolutely. And, and I really liked how you like phrased that, like promising 2021, like, yeah. yes. And uh, I have a, a friend of mine actually who, um, and she was joking about this in 2020 about people like blaming 2020. She, she couldn't stand it. And, and I totally agreed with where she was coming from then. It was like, no, this is not like, you know, the year isn't cursed kind of a thing. Like this is what's happening and it's likely going to bleed into the next several years and other world events are going to keep happening. It's not going to just stop on new year's. And, um, yeah. So I, I think of, I think of her reaction to this and, and to that, because I think you're right. People played up 2020. So, you know, so much and, yeah. and understandably it was a way of coping. I get it. But yep. then I think you're right. 2020, 2021 came along. Um, how many times I can say 20, um, you know, this year came along and yeah. And it's like, you know, wait, this isn't, this isn't over. And it's like, no, that that's mm-hmm. no. <laughs> and it was never, and it was probably never was going to be, even with the vaccine, even if everyone took the vaccine, like we would still, it would still be bleeding into this year at least. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Cause what, everyone wasn't even eligible until, was it like May? Yeah. Something like that. It was like a- April, May. I started hitting the general population more. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I mean, of course, I'm saying everyone. I'm in New York. I can only speak for when it was available to folks in New York. My sense mm. is that, you know, there were differences in different states, of course. So, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I found with this last year and a half ish is just, you know, it all blends together. And yes. I, I will still have moments of like, what year is it? Mm-hmm. Yes. 22 yet? And I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, because what gets me is, yeah, talking about something in 2019 and that being two years ago. Like that, like it seems like pretty actually like linear in my mind. It doesn't seem too thrown off until like that comes up. And it's like, oh, because I think of two years ago being 2018. And that that's still, yeah. yeah. And I think that yeah. part of it is COVID. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like that's been shared again, thinking of my case, so that's been shared a lot. Like mm. it just seems like whenever dates start coming up in sessions, there's almost this like blank moment where, you know, my client and I are just kind of staring like, wait, what, what year, what day, what is mm. happening? Like, yes. we know enough to know like the day of the week. We know we have session, like we get it. But as soon as more dates than that start coming in, it's kind of like, I don't know what's happening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, because I think because uh, and, and that's that's a really good point too. like you're pointing out that on the one level when it comes to our understanding and experience of time. Yeah, like our day to day, week to week is, you know, for a lot of us, probably pretty still pretty standard, even if our routine has changed or whatnot. You know, we see that for what it is but on the larger scale. That's where things really feel skewed. And I think that's really yeah. what's been impacted by yeah. this. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. It has been uh something Mm -hmm. 
uh, my husband actually had been offered with his job, had been offered um, an opportunity to go out to Colorado for like a conference actually at the end of this month. Um, and I was so like, yes, you should do it. Like I, I, I automatically invited myself because it's traveling and that's just what I'm going to do. So I'm like, find out, can partners go? Like, right. I totally come. Uh, and it was like during the work week. So during the day he would be off doing his conference. And I was like, oh my gosh, easy peasy. I can just do my sessions from the hotel room. You won't be there. Like, yeah. Perfect. I can do my sessions and we can just like hang out nights and extend it to the weekend. I'd like, I had this whole plan hatched within 12 seconds of him sharing that he was approached about it. And I think I've shared on the podcast before that my husband is much more like conscientious and attentive to um, everything. Mm. And so he's more aware of everything that was happening with Delta. So I'm, you know, just running with the hope and the like excitement. And he's like, well, I don't think I'm going to go. Like I'm not, comfortable with Delta. And it was just like, mm. why? Yeah. Like, I did it. And ultimately for us, at least that is the right call. Yeah. But ow, I yeah. feel like anyone who has listened to this podcast for half an episode knows my love of travel. Mm. So it was just yeah. so like, I've never been to Colorado. It's beautiful. I want to go. It is beautiful. Wow. But yeah. Rub it in, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> when you do go, because someday you yeah, will go. when we get there. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. You will, when you get there eventually, it, yeah. Someday, you know, it, it, it will happen, even if it doesn't happen quite yet. Mm. Um, so it's, it's it will all be okay. Although, just to tell myself, I absolutely do have a trip planned for October at this point. But my rationale is like, yeah. oh, it's a, you know, road trip. It's just going to be to Pennsylvania. Mm. Um, but... It is quite tentative in the sense of like, if it is, I'm so hopeful. If it, if it is bad, we'll cancel. <laughs> right. We'll <see>. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, and it's, and it does. I mean, part of it, and I know we talked about this, I think when COVID first hit, you know, my mm -hmm. sense is that it's a mixture of like, okay, there are baseline things that we should be doing. And if you're not doing, you might get ostracized for it and you probably should be called out for it. And then there's right. other things that fall within like a personal risk assessment that as long as these precautions are being taken, you know, do I fly home for the holidays? Do I, you know, but, and we're all vaccinated, you know, like what do, you know, like I think there are things like that, that there will probably be a lot of gray area with as long as other yeah. things are. And like you said, you know, you and Rob, Rob knows for himself. He's like, Nope, I'm not getting on a plane with Delta, yep. you know, and yep. totally understandable. So like it, yeah. Yeah, I know for me personally, I'm going to be, um, again, tentative, right? Um, but mm -hmm. I'm going to be, um, with a mask, <laughs> um, uh, flying to uh, Georgia um, to see family I've never met. There's like this, we're going to like mm -hmm. spend like a weekend and, and meet people within our family that I haven't seen at reunions or met in the past. Um, and my father's going to meet me down there and go down there. Um, so, you know, like, again, we're still planning on that, but, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see. Um but yeah, I think it's, it's tough. And, and then having, I mean, again, even having to have that conversation, right. Of like, yeah. you know, even debating it or, you know, the whole risk assessment piece, it's like, nope, that we are in it. <laughs> like that is reflective of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just acknowledging that with clients at this point is a big part of the work, just like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and also acknowledging that it's totally understandable to want to avoid that reality. Um, you should be doing these things now that we're talking about it, but yeah, that it's understandable to want to escape that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've realized I don't really want to watch shows that are really navigating the COVID period. Um, oh, yeah, me too. Yes. I'm just like, I, thank you. I Too soon. I've been there. Thank you. Yes. For sharing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Too soon. And I forget that a good chunk of it was actually safety precaution. Like, yes, I do get that for those actors, like, they also need to be safe. So there is that piece of it at times. Mm, yeah. Um, but there is also the... God, I even hesitate to say this, but like the entertainment value—like mm. that just seems grimy to even acknowledge. Mm. Uh, oh, but there is though. There yeah. is, and you're so gross. Yes. Uh, so now I feel weird. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just—I'm not there. <laughs> one, one thing I was thinking of, and granted, there's lots of different, I'm not sure if this has come up with your work with clients too. Um, at least with one or two of my clients, I think we've talked about some of these comparisons, comparing COVID to other collective traumas. And mm-hmm. one, obviously, one that gets compared a lot is uh, 9-11. Yep. And how, you know, like there's some things you could find probably similar, but there's also a lot of major differences and some ways in which it's playing out. But it's also still a collective Mm-hmm. Um, trauma in that. Um, but I was thinking the other day um, how, and this is this is what it was too, um, I was watching or re-watching uh, Friends, the, the sitcom, and um, as if people don't know what that is. Um, and then um, <laughs> uh, uh, as I'm watching it, and I was watching, it was season, I think season seven, it's when Monica and Chandler get married. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just know like what years each season was out because I'm a loser like that. Anyway, um, so I, I know roughly when this was, and I know that the beginning of, se- I believe it's season seven, at the beginning of season seven, 9-11, um, like had just happened. It had like mm-hmm. just like right, either right before the first episode or second episode. And as I'm watching it, I'm, I'm remembering from that time, the media, obviously it was all over the news, but um, TV shows like media, like in that way, movies did not acknowledge it mm-hmm. at all. And my understanding at the time, and I'm sure there's different ways of probably understanding this and looking at this now, um, that was out of respect, right? It was like, no, this thing just happened. We're not going to capitalize on it. We're not going to make money off of it. We're not going to dramatize it or, you know, we did later on. Um, But in the initial, like, I think like seven or eight years, it felt like that there was just like nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, you know, United 93, I'm not sure when that, that movie came out. No, it was, it was, I don't think that was that long, but like it was at least a few years. And then even at that point, it was really, you know, um, mm-hmm. it just wasn't that's not brought up now. You know, there are more recent episodes of like Grey's Anatomy where they like, you know, portray that because one of the um, people lost somebody, you know, in 9-11 and then the show. And so like you see it like pop up here and there now in that way mm-hmm. as sort of this thing that happened in the past. But at the time, you know, that was not. And yeah. I. And then comparing that to COVID, right, where it's like we're we're in it and it's all over these you know TV shows and it's being, you know, publicized in these ways. Um, I uh, again, just one other example. And it, it drove me nuts at the time and it still drives me nuts. Um, and it's funny to bring this up today, given what happened earlier today. Um, our governor in New York writing a freaking book about handling it and publishing it last fall. About that. Remember that? And I forgot. And now, granted, there were aspects of it personally, politically. I think he handled well. There's also a lot of it that he didn't. But I remember that. And I'm like, what? I'm just going to be blunt. What in the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you like, where do you have the time to write this thing? And then like, so like stuff like that, like, and like you're saying, it's being portrayed in medical dramas. And but it's hard because on the flip side of that, 
and I think you were getting at this, with COVID specifically, and maybe this wasn't as much of a factor with 9-11, right? But with COVID, we do need to be processing it and talking about it because it's this long-term trauma that's happening mm-hmm. and um, making it cool, quote unquote, to act responsibly and respond to it, right? Like, oh, like, you know, if my favorite doctor character in this episode can wear a mask or wear this N95 mask for, you know, 12 hours straight, maybe I can handle it going into the grocery store, you know, like, and if that is part of what we're doing, you know, I'm, I definitely get that. Um, right. But I think you're right though. I mean, but that said, however much of that is at play, people making money off of it, right? Shows are, are benefiting from this topic. Um so what does that mean? And, you know, I mean, we're having a podcast right now on it, talking about it, taking up space. That's we don't, fair, yeah. We're not making money directly from this podcast. We don't. But like it's taking up space here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our business has grown. Our practice or group or group rather has, has grown during this. So like this, Absolutely. this quickly just spirals and I'm, I'm going on and on here, but like, it, you know. But you're right. Absolutely. Mm. It's... I mean, when we talk about people profiting from COVID, I mean, of course, all of the online, just everything online blew up during COVID, of course. I think Amazon is probably the one that gets the most attention for that, I assume, I think. Um, Mm. But just online commerce in general, just exploding. Um, Tons of people do benefit from COVID. well, from the pandemic in general. And that's that's been one of my areas of discomfort mm-hmm. just as somebody who can see a direct benefit because of COVID. Like, like you're saying, our practices grew. Mm-hmm. Did we do telehealth before the pandemic? Yes. Did we grow as fast before the pandemic? No. No. Yeah. And part of that, I mean, there's multiple factors. It mm-hmm. can't just be that black and white. We were a newer company earlier on. So like, of course, mm-hmm. all of that is at play. Of course. Uh, but I know my caseload filled up real, real fast in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I, I did directly financially benefit in that way. That's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. No. And, and again, it's complicated. And I, and I appreciate you saying that because it is, there's lots of layers to it, but yeah, I do think it's important that we're acknowledging that right like there is and that's i mean and this is how the system is set up right and so you know aspects of the healthcare industry had enormous profits during this and from this and there's really something to be said about that and and things we need to be looking at with that like that's like you know i'm all about like you know providers you know being able to maintain their living so they can support their clients support themselves and totally like that's that's not and and that's the thing right like the these things don't need to get confused. You know, it's like, that's, yeah. that's, that is what that is. Um, we are in this system and in this economic system, whether you like it or not. Um, but yeah, I think us acknowledging like, no, but this did happen. You mm-hmm. know, we have benefited from this. And then, yeah. And then again, we're sharing this collective, this collective trauma with clients and processing it with them, but it's, it ties back to even in sharing that with them, us and us being providers, I think, need to be very careful because this speaks to that power dynamic that is still there, right? Yeah. In that room, your insurance is still paying me to be sitting here. Mm-hmm. We're both talking about trauma and I'm relating mm-hmm. to you and we're, you know, but at the end of the day, this is still the nature of the working relationship. And there's, again, for better or worse, and 
you know, so like that. So I think it, it ties very much back to like, this doesn't get to be a point where we get to be, you know, kind of buddy, buddy with our clients, you know, oh, well, you know, the world's ending. So I can just, you know, no, like you're who needs boundaries, who needs boundaries, right? Who needs to no, know you're, st- you're still the therapist and you're still, you know, benefiting from these systems in a way that, um, your, your client may not be, um, yeah. you know, or your client may be being harmed by. So, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to sit with at the end of the day. Uh-huh. No, there is. I think there's there's a lot of a lot of this to sit with. Um mm-hmm. just a side well, let me ask for, do you have any additional thoughts with any of that as we're talking? No, I think you summed it up perfectly. Hmm. Um, well, and I was going to add, um, unrelated, but also this is happening at the same time. What do you make of, uh, the governor's resignation earlier today? I had not even completely known until I think I was waiting for you to start this. And I just was like, honestly, like, oh, let me mindlessly scroll Facebook for a second. Um, a provider we have had a, a status that said something like that sounded like a non-apology apology. Uh, uh-huh. And I had this moment of like, what is Trump involved in? Like what? Uh, right. Um, and then right. kind of saw other posts and was like, Oh, uh-huh. oh we're talking Cuomo. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, go for it. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I think, I think it's hopefully, well, I think that might be a little naive, actually. So I was going to say, hopefully, a step in the right direction as far as like safety. Mm, yeah, it would be nice to not just be sexually harassed when you're just going about your job, or you know, right. Um, well, Emma, he was just giving too many hugs. I mean, that's that's all right, that was, right? right? right. That's what he mm-hmm. was. That's what he was mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Hugs and, are safe for everybody. And, Nobody and just. Cares about hugs. And just to be clear, I'm being completely sarcastic in that. Yeah, in, we're in not case, cool with it. Yeah, there's any listener who like, you know, any question, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Emma. Like that's yeah, it, it's a safety issue for yeah. the people around him and his aides and his staff. And um yeah, I I yeah, I fully agree. I and I and I bring it up just because it, again, you know, we talk about these collective traumas and it's like, you know, through a good chunk of COVID, you know, Trump was president. Um mm-hmm. Granted, I think it's really good that he's not anymore. Um, Joe Biden, shocker, didn't fix everything, right? What? I know, right? What the <laughs> what happened? Um, you know, so like, yeah, these things I think all get intertwined, though, because I, I know for Como, for example, I mean, I remember April 2020 watching his press conferences and being like, you know, yeah, I, I voted for this guy. And like, look at look at him go. And like, you know, you know, yeah, he's not perfect. Yeah, he's going to you know make mistakes here. But like, you know, he's out here every day and he's, you know filling up this leadership void and, you know, and like, just like, and then, yeah. And then barely a year later, or I'm sorry, barely over a year later, you know, here, here he is. And there's a certain level of almost betrayal in that. There is. Oh, very much so. But I supported you. Yeah. Even if I don't have a personal relationship with the individual, Mm -hmm. that sense of like, I actually was really hopeful about you or I was appreciating what you were doing. And yes, we can appreciate the impact someone has had in some ways while also being staunchly against some of the Mm. other influence that they had. Yes. We can sit in that gray space. Yeah. And we can also kind of feel betrayed by the, uh, the vast difference in behaviors. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah, and I think, you know, and to that extent too, it's like that person can still be held accountable, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, we can acknowledge, yeah, these are things that, you know, he happened to do that I did agree with, but at the end of the day, this all came out and no, he needs to go. He, he yeah. should not be in a position of power if that's how he's treating people. Yeah. Full stop. You know, this. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I mean, as a woman, I will acknowledge mm. that bias, right? Like I'm, as a woman, if we just play the stats, we can all probably assume that, well, I guess we can assume, um, but as a woman, if we were to play the stats, yes, I've absolutely been witness to sexual harassment, been mm. receiving sexual harassment, like mm. just all workplace or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It would be great to not in mm. any little moment um, we're seeing there's that accountability. Somebody is gone. Something is acted on is uh, I'm also tired. So I'm like, I'll acknowledge mm. I'm about to sound a little cynical. Yeah. It's like, it's hopeful, but there's also that piece of like one out of a million. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yes. Like, the amount of, well, you know, he's a really good worker, so we don't want to let him go. We really had a hard time filling this position. Mm, yeah. Cool. No, that's fine. I'm comfortable with that too. I'm sure. Mm. I'm not, not implying to any of my personal experiences, but experiences of, you know, women I know and yeah. have worked with. Mm. Um, it's just, mm, you know, how different would it be if it wasn't so like publicized? Yeah. Um, which I guess speaks to the benefit of publicity. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, it, I, I'm trying to maintain some hopefulness. Mm. Absolutely. No, I, well, first off, I appreciate you sharing that, Emma. And I think, I mean, what you said makes a ton of sense. And it's, I mean, there's a, and correct me if there's a better way to describe it, but there's a real dichotomy with that right it's like yeah. yeah like okay good no this person to this degree i mean and hopefully there's more <laughs> but to this degree at least so far is being held accountable in this particular way and great but right it's one out of you know millions it's one out of you know so so many and so many that won't be held accountable or will go unchecked still mm-hmm. and that will continue um I'm, as you were saying it i'm thinking you know yeah well he'll resign and then he gets to go home Right. You know, and, um, you know, what will due process do with that? I mean, we, you know, obviously the big, biggest example, but again, there's millions of other examples. Um, you know, when Trump was in office and even post that, you know, that man's still not in prison for mm-hmm. all the things that he did. You know, mm-hmm. he says everyone else should be in prison, but he's not. So like, yeah, right. it, like what you're saying makes sense. It's like, you know, but it's still happening and it's still workplaces all over the place. Leave this unchecked and just let it go. And exactly. it's like, okay, so you're fired so you can go work elsewhere. And right. Same thing. Cool. Right. Yes. It's that concept of like, oh, well, at least it's not me. Yeah. But that doesn't feel great either. Why do I have to just push it off on somebody else? Right. Um, right. Which, you know, hopefully that change comes sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I hear you on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, that's something that is happening and coinciding with, again, with Delta, with, with COVID, um, the economy, where the economy is at right now. Um, you know, it's like, yeah, there's all these jobs available. You know, I was reading somewhere 9 million plus jobs are, you know, record 
job openings right now. Um, and, uh, and honest, well, I guess this is of my personal opinion. I'm again, curious to hear your thoughts, but, um, I'm kind of enjoying watching these, uh, employers and these parts of capitalism where people were missed. Well, and they still are mistreated and they will continue to be. So I don't, this is not going to fix it by any means, but like historically I've been mistreated or like, you know, um, I was hearing stories where, you know, you have, you know, uh, you know, this fast food joint that, didn't call their applicants back from once a month. And now that now they're calling their, these applicants back because they can't find anybody. And people are like, um, no, because you never communicated back with me. So I'm not going to like the stories of this coming out like this is and is that's legitimate. What I'm saying is legit, that's those are real stories. I want to say it's crazy, but it's not. But it's funny. <laughs> and what, yeah. And it's like, well, good. Like, yeah, yeah. like no, sh- like no shit. Like that's that's what happened. Yeah. And and then, you know, these companies competing with their wages, which the wages are still too low, but they're competing with these wages and like trying to offer and one up each other. And it's like they should have to do that. Like, of course. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're not going to attract somebody paying them twelve bucks an hour in 2021. Out of your mind, like I just, oh, yeah, yeah, I, mm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so no, I, I, yeah, I don't know if you have thoughts. I, yeah, I feel like I mirror your thoughts very closely. So it's just kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. not quite let it burn because you know I don't want unhappiness for everybody but on like those broader scales yeah maybe that does have to change right up is actually necessary you know like yes maybe we can undo some of that cultural like i don't know how i would like this one track almost like adoration of poor work-life boundaries. You know, like I think of those folks of like, oh, well, I have 2,000 hours of vacation time stored up that because I've never taken a day off. I've been here. Oh, yeah. And it's like, are you okay? Yes. How are you okay? Like, unless you have the best job and you are so stinking happy every single day you're going to work, Mm -hmm. then I guess, fine, don't take your vacation. Well, still take your vacation time, but okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And I feel very comfortable guaranteeing or assuming that most people are not feeling that happy all yeah. the time in their job. Like, yes. like the vacation time, spend that time with your family, spend that time with your friends, spend that time with yourself and go hike the whatever. I don't know. Do some, sit in the spa. I don't care. Do something lovely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. take your vacation time. You know, like mm. our worth is not only defined by productivity. Mm. I feel like that's another one of my yes. recurring things that's coming up in sessions. Like, yes. Oh, well, I, I just relaxed yesterday. So it was a pretty wasted day. And I'm like, what? Mm. Why? <laughs> yes. What's that about relaxing for a day? Yep. It's like, well, you know, I didn't do anything productive. And it's like, but perhaps mm. relaxing was productive in the sense that you needed that your body needs rest. Yeah. Yes. We're all entitled to rest and self care and relaxation and doing something that brings us joy. Even if it can't be monetized, like you do you boo. Yeah. Whatever that relaxation was. (laughs) Yes. 
No, absolutely. And, and, and just to jump in with that, no, I, I really appreciate all of that because, right, I mean, we have this issue, we're having issues with our economy, but we have this issue, I think, socially where it is very much a um, yeah, something you strive for, right? Like, yeah, that person who, and I've, I've been that person, right? Like, why well, I've all this time saved up. Well, A, then there's privilege in that. Like, there's reasons why you didn't have to take that time. But B, why is that valued? Like, why are why does that get to be bragged? Like, like when someone says that, I, I, in, my, in my opinion, the reaction exactly what you said. The reaction should be more so like, "Are you okay? Wait, yeah. what? You didn't? You have that much time saved up? What what happened? Mm-hmm. Wait, who's who's forcing you to do? Who's hurting you? Like, who's like the reaction's wow. not that. It's like, wow, like I, I would hire this person because they're you know a quote unquote workhorse and they're you know like, and it's so toxic. Like, no, you're totally right about that. Yeah. And it, it's so funny because I used to be that person, except in yeah. school. Yeah. Um, I remember as early as elementary school, they're always the end of the year ceremony, like the moving up ceremonies, or at least in my district. Yeah. And there rewards for anybody who did not miss any school in yeah. the previous year. So it's like, which let's just acknowledge the crazy privilege in that as well, right? Mm. Like, yeah. I obviously had no barriers to my ability to access education. Yeah. But. Yes. There are plenty of kids that did. Yes. And that's not their fault. That is generally the fault of the systems that they exist within. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you're rewarded starting in elementary school that you didn't miss any any school. And I remember yes, that's right. years going to school sick, which I'm sure mm. everybody around me and everybody's parents really appreciated. Yep. Uh, I remember being upset on the times when my mom would be like, you have to stay home. Yes, me too. You are too yes. sick. And it was like, yes. no, I, my, my track, I need, I'll be, I won't get that award. I also, oddly enough, I'm like uh, really influenced by awards. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. I loved collecting those at the end of the year. Um, it's like encouraged from the beginning yeah yes it is oh my god yes it is no that's such a great point though like from like such a young age we're indoctrinated into that Mm -hmm. like that is absolutely i I was the same way the exact same way about you know you don't you know yeah no i didn't i wasn't sick at all last school year i wasn't i remember in high school saying i I forgot which year it was but there was a year when i did not miss a day of school and i was Mm -hmm. so proud of it Mm -hmm. and like what are we celebrating there like what is actually like you know my entire elementary school was like bordering on a little crazy. Little Emma, she mm. had some issues. And in sixth grade, in my district, K through sixth grade was all in one school. There wasn't too much of a middle school situation. Um, so in sixth grade, I ended up getting really sick. And I missed mm. like a third of school or like my last third of sixth grade. Yeah. Uh, I had to be like homeschooled. And I didn't realize, like, it wasn't a conscious thing at the time. Like, oh, see, like, my life and wellness is more important than attendance. But I did notice that then going into high school, I did not care anymore if I was sick. Yeah. Like, being really, really sick really did teach me that, like, hey, girlfriend, you got to listen to your body a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And, like, if I was sick, I would tell my mom that I'm sick and I'm not going to school. And then I would not go to school. You know, like, it stopped mattering if I was getting those attendance achieved like oh my god yeah uh, yeah I, remember I actually did get one still I, it was like 10th grade like some random random time um and I remember kind of just being like wow I must have actually not really gotten sick mm, like, yeah like this was totally not purposeful yeah. and I will I forget if it was when my sister was graduating or when I was graduating high school 
but there was somebody at the, you know, at graduation who was getting a ceremony because K through 12, mm. they never missed a day of school. Wow. And I just about wanted to throw wow. up. Wow. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. And, and again, Emma, like this ties so much into COVID, right? Because like in the era of COVID, you know, we, I mean, we have, and we will again, I mean, we were already starting to do it. I could already feel it like sinking, like seeping back in. Yeah. Um, uh, as, as Delta's been ramping up. Um, but yeah, like we've blown off having colds or the flu. Like, yep. you know, if you feel well, like well enough, quote unquote, but you're still obviously sick, you know, you're expected to go in. And right. I mean, how many times did that kid have to come in sick in order yeah. to achieve that? Like, oh my God, like that's, yeah. But I mean, we do, we, we pride that. And then we feel very guilty and shameful if we are mm-hmm. all sick. And mm-hmm. that's been ingrained, right? That's that socialization around it. I make it sound like I co- like totally kicked that or something when I was in mm. elementary school. I do want to acknowledge when we worked together, anytime I had to call out sick involved a whole breakdown at home. Like <laughs> there were tears involved because I felt so yeah, guilty. Like, yes. So it's not like I, I was really good at it after school. Yeah. Uh, but yes. we do, like we actually do need to take care of our bodies. Yes. We actually have a little bit more worth than what we can produce for others. Absolutely. Even, I, and, you know, even as a counselor, you know, there is a certain amount of role modeling and like, hey, I'm unwell, so I'm not able to do session. Mm. Like right. earlier today, I wasn't feeling so hot. And I messaged one of my clients like, I'm not feeling great. If yeah. you don't have much to discuss today, can we cancel? If you have a little thing to discuss, can we do a 30 minute session? Mm. And their response was kind of like, essentially like should hit the fan, <laughs> I need a full session. Mm. And I was like, well, in this, and I explained it to them. I, mm. They don't care. Not that they don't care, but like they didn't ask for this explanation, but I did want to make it clear that it was like, you know, I was kind of teetering on like, do I feel unwell enough to cancel session or like, do I really need to cancel this? I was just kind of testing it out because you have stuff. I Mm. absolutely can rally, you know, like I can do a single hour, Mm. but I wanted to make sure to really, really explain that because I didn't want the lesson to be. Hey, I'm I'm really ill, but you said that you really need me to come in. Right. So, yes. You know, like, or you just showing up and clearly being out of it and half paying mm-hmm. attention because you feel like shit and yeah. you need the rest and your client's picking up on that and not knowing. You know, like, yeah, absolutely. Right. Is my problem now unimportant to my therapist who's right. really interested? Right. Or is my therapist feeling yucky? Yes. You're letting me know. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that kind of transparency, you know, yeah, we would definitely, I think, um, I know we do got to wrap up here timelines, but, um, but I, no, but I think that that transparency though, that that's discouraged, unfortunately, but I think that is really healthy and important, uh, Mm -hmm. with a client. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm I mean, I, it was my intervention. So I, I think I do have a certain amount of bias of like, yeah, I think it was good. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I think, I think so. And again, like having that, that flexibility, we're seeing it with the work from home battles that are now coming out. These companies can't, you know, they're, even though they've made enormous profits during the pandemic, they, they can't, you know, they're having tempo tantrums over their employees. Wanting to stay home. The micromanage, what will I do? Right. I can't be over my employee's shoulder. What? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, we can come back to, to those pieces. <laughs> those are all other dynamics related to this topic yeah, and, and COVID. Absolutely. Um, Anyway, yeah, no, we will wrap up. We will um, wrap up, yes. Yes. Uh, do we have a business we want to um, advertise? I do. I also do want to apologize to everybody who may have listened to the last episode, because I believe the last episode was the one where I legitimately just 
brain farted and I did not include a black owned business. So I do apologize. Um, but for this week's or this, um, uh, episode home succession for this episode's <laughs> black owned business. Um, it is called humans before handles, which actually feels quite relevant for our discussion. Mm. Um, it is, I believe it's only earrings. Um, so it is a jewelry brand who focuses on earrings. They're the very like trendy earrings, like the big kind of acrylic-y, mm. like patterned earrings. They look super duper cool. Nice. Honestly, I have not purchased any because, um, the downside with big earrings is if I'm out wearing big earrings with masks, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a personal struggle, but I just end up like ripping on my earrings. I don't know. Oh. I'm a mess. I never um, have my so. ears pierced. I, I don't plan on wearing <laughs> earrings just personally. I just, my own personal, whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. I can imagine that though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first few times I did it, I was like, what's happening? I usually don't do this as if I'd always been wearing a mask. I, you know, sometimes I'm a little slower on the uptick there, mm. but, um, they look fantastic. They they did have a pair that, um, you know, it was like Black Lives Matter. I think that is, uh, last I checked, it was sold out. I don't know if it's going to come back in stock, but mm. I was a personal fan of that one. Um, but they're super duper cool. So if anyone, anyone who wears earrings would like to look into them, I recommend. They look beautiful. Nice. Nice. Thank you for sharing that, Emma. Um, Absolutely. I'll- I'll um, join in on the apology as well. And, and oops, just, I mean, I didn't think of it either. And I could have reminded us. And um, and similar to you, I thought, of, I thought of it after the fact. And I was like, wait a minute, we didn't do that. So um, yeah. absolutely. We'll improve from here. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, we'll end today's episode and then we will be back with Let yet another. I miss Carlos. There yes. were moments definitely where I was like, but what would Carlos call us out on? Yeah. Uh, and we will. We should really just give him the uh, credit that he's due. We would have stayed much more on track because he would have been cutting in like that's not related. <laughs> like you guys got to bring that back. So yeah, yeah. We will miss Carlos well, and support his distance as needed. I was gonna say, and we'll, and we'll do better, right? We'll we will. We'll get into our our own groove with it and um, manage the time. And yeah, we didn't do too bad today. It's yeah. Carlos isn't gonna say bye at the end. That's true. That's true. No. I, do you want to have the honors? Too. <laughs> oh, what was that? No, it has to be season two. He was like the buy for all of our season one. He was. Although being the producer, I wouldn't be surprised if he like tacks it in at the end of these episodes. I, I, I don't know if he's going to do that. This was not planned. I have not talked to him yeah. about this, but mm-hmm. hearing this, he may in fact do that. Um, and it's not like we would ever know since we don't listen to our own podcast. <laughs> fair enough. Right. Right. So just say so you no, know, that may not be gone. We'll see. Uh, that'll be totally okay. up to him. But. I might even listen to an episode then. <laughs> just to get, just gotta like jump to the end and just see if it's there. Yeah. Um, Skip my voice and done. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for for uh, today's you. episode. I'm on. Yeah, we'll follow up next time. All right. Bye. Bye.